0: Welcome to strange things i'm steve stockton today we're talking strange new jersey and joining me jersey girl herself jimma jade how are you doing today jimma
1: doing awesome i'm so happy as usual to be doing this i'm excited
0: now, you're a Jersey girl through and through. You were born, I, raised, and still there born, for raised, now?
1: Jersey for me is like the mob. Every time I've tried to move out, it just pulls <laughs> me right back in. I really am born and raised definitely a Jersey girl.
0: Awesome. Now, one of the things that strikes me, though, you don't have the typical Jersey accent or the ones that I know from people that I've worked with from Jersey. I don't know if that's more of a regional thing or if it's an effort on your part to not have an accent like mine. (laughs) I don't sound like where I'm from either. I still have some accent and I always will have, but I don't use a lot of the colloquialisms or the slang that the the hillbillies use.
1: um, It's a regional thing here, too. Like, southern new jersey like if you're from southern new jersey you drag your words out a little bit um, the
0: one that always gives it away is coffee
1: that's what i was going to say i do say things like coffee dog, <laughs> sauce, but like where now that I'm from, i could definitely hear it then yeah where i'm from in northern new jersey it's so weird i don't know why i don't have the accent we just dropped the r and put an a like your mother your mother went to the soccer game <laughs>
0: That and sounds like an insult. Of, yeah. Yeah. Your mother went friends. to the soccer game. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. A lot of my friends do speak that way, but nobody in my family does, and I never have. And I always thought it was yeah. so cool. Or people will be like, oh, you're from Joysy. If you <laughs> find someone that said Joysy, you went too far, you're in the Bronx. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Ah,
0: they drag it out. And then down south, uh, coffee, it's coffee. Give me a cup of coffee. Imagine a crow. Car, coffee. Coffee. Give me a cup of coffee. I,
1: I, I was so used to coffee. And it's just, I don't know, like you said, it's just like the, it's just like a natural thing. But I noticed that people from South Jersey speak a little bit more like people from Philly with dragging the words yeah, out a little bit.
0: I, I love the accents from that area. And, and Maine, you get into upstate Maine, oh my gosh, that's...
1: <laughs> I've never been, but I've seen a ton of Stephen King movies, and I actually like the accent.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a cute accent. I've I've known people I will not say cute for everybody, but it's cute for some people, but it's quaint. Let's say that.
1: Right, it's, yes.
0: Like the, the, pe- I, uh, the Pepperidge Farm guy, he was from Maine. When they talk, so, and it's like <laughs> I keep us.
1: thinking of that, that Family Guy episode every time I hear someone say Pepperidge Farm, and it's, do you remember that summer? And it's like, Pepperidge Farm remembers. <laughs> and it's, don't you want to buy some of these Pepperidge Farm cookies? It shows the guy, like, slaughtering somebody, and it's like the Pepperidge Farm guy just happens to be on his wagon. Oh, my God. No. Now I have it in my head.
0: i I think those are from Maine. to me that's what a maine accent sounds like though it's similar to that they they draw everything
1: out telling you though with this strange new jersey stuff i just love if i'm reading something anything like of course like i love my state and i see something like we're like talking about something like the gates of hell that like i can remember it like i pictured in my head i know exactly where it is it's by the path mark on Paulison Ave over there, which I don't even think is still a path mark. And that's cool that you have an
0: intimate knowledge of it. Well, go ahead and expound on that. What is the Gates of Hell?
1: The Gates of Hell is located in Clifton, which is definitely northern New Jersey. I was born in Patterson, which is the town next to Clifton, but I went to school in Clifton and for second to like seventh grade. So a lot of my like elementary school. And then middle school, I went to. A school that was not very far so the gates of hell yeah it's not far from where i went to school i went to woodrow wilson middle school and there's underground tunnels and like sewers a sewer system but it's not all sewers some of its tunnels but somehow they're interconnected it's very confusing and you get in and this is what i was talking about the one park that's near the gates of hell the scary thing about it is there are a lot of satanic supposedly satanic symbols when i grew up like i said when i was in middle school we would just go there after school just to be scared and if we saw it was the 90s if we saw some like long hair grunge teenagers we would think that they were like the devil worshippers anybody that was hanging out there was labeled a devil worshiper. it was the same thing
0: in tennessee during that time we had a one particular cave had two names. It was Rescue Squad Cave, which gives you an idea of what happened to people that went in there. They usually had to go in and fish them out.
1: That's where I was going with this. But the yeah, other name thing. was
0: Devil Worship Cave. That's what everybody called it. And you go inside, and there was all this satanic graffiti and stuff. And again, it was the 90s. It was probably just a bunch of metal kids
1: the having satanic, a panic beer party kids.
0: out yep. in the woods. But mm-hmm. there's that was prevalent. And you had the whole satanic panic thing. You had the and West Memphis Three. Yeah
1: which made the rumor, like, it happened so much. I was in middle school, I'd say 94, 95, and it happened. It was constant. I remember one year, like, six kids drowned exploring these tunnels because we get these flash floods here. We have the Pasach River, and there's just a lot of smaller water sources. And just with the tunnels themselves, they're where the, the water goes when it does drain, you're underground. And it kept happening. I don't know what they've done since then. That was a long time ago to protect people from it. But I know the Gates of Hell is still there. I know the graffiti, the arrow that says Gates of Hell is still there. I know people have gone over it throughout the years. Because I went back six years ago just to see if it was still there and they're still the same metalhead kids hanging around smoking a joint <laughs> it's probably there like kids now like same metalhead kids <laughs> let
0: me show you what we did when we were kids
1: <laughs> and, yeah we went and looked for metal kids your leather jacket
0: and your slayer t-shirt and we'll go to the yes, gates of hell.
1: absolutely yep don't wash your hair for a few days and then we'll be fine <laughs>
0: But that was just, that was everywhere back then. I used to find stuff out in the woods. I've got a couple of stories on 13 Past Midnight where I've got one about Devil Worship Cave and I've got another about somebody that was knocking about in the woods and found uh, a site where there'd been some sort of ritual activity. And the way they found it, they were hiking in the woods and they kept seeing these markers made out of logs pointing in the direction. They're like, well, I'll see where it goes. Get there, there's a huge pentagram made out of logs And other logs looked like altars, and then there was one altar right in the middle of the pentagram, and there was evidence of an animal sacrifice still there. And uh, the person went back out, finally got back to their car, and somebody had taken mud and written on their windshield, beware. So, obviously, he was messing around. Well, that's like... Something where he didn't belong, whether it was just metal kids screwing around, who knows, but... There's every state, stuff in the woods that people don't want you to see, and it's best not to.
1: Every state, every town. I can talk to you where I live right now. The brook going through my backyard that I mentioned in the Glimmerman story and that I showed you guys in the other video, that comes from the reservoir in the back. And as I mentioned, I think in an, another podcast we did, I got lost back there geocaching. And there's like these. Stone, it looks like they used to be buildings, but they're half of them standing now. They're made of stone or concrete, whatever. And there's all kinds of graffiti all over it. Clinton Road, which we're also going to talk about, where the Jackson Whites, the albinos are. That road also has a whole bunch of the graffiti from the 90s, the satanic panic again. That was like the thing. It was a lot here in New Jersey. The KKK rumors, the satanic panic. It was... Oh, it was all I ever heard when I was little. That was like the boogeyman
0: to me. Yeah. Oh. And I know other people I've talked to from New Jersey. The two things that are common in the woods are Satanists and KKK members. And again, I don't well, know that's if that's just a northern <laughs> idea of the boogeyman. Because down south, there probably are really KKK members in the woods and nobody it thinks about it. It was I would me. always hear that about Clinton Road and other places. They're like, yeah, there's KKK members in the woods. Just don't go up there. <laughs>
1: Yeah, um, that was the boogeyman to me. I wasn't afraid. I watched horror movies since I could probably walk. But the boogeyman to me was the KKK and the the devil worshippers. Don't go behind that path mark. The devil worshippers will get you. Or (laughs) don't stop on Clinton Road. The KKK is gonna come after you. And I'm like, I'm Irish white.
0: And I want to ask you about (laughs) this down south. Every year around Halloween, there would be a story that would surface about a witch or a group of witches, a coven of witches, that were going to capture school kids around Halloween and sacrifice them. (laughs) And there would be stuff on the local news and in the local papers. Warning, there's been reports that a a satanic cabal or a witchcraft coven or whatever, even though those things are entirely different, will be kidnapping children and school authorities (laughs) are keeping an eye on everything. And
1: You know know what it was for us, and I know it was this way in a lot of places. We didn't have the coven of witches or the the satanist. We had every single year and every year check. It was all over the news and it would scare me. I didn't even eat my Halloween candy. (laughs) Check for razor blades, check for poison. If somebody like even my next door neighbor made, I was always such a careful kid. Like I took no risks, no imagination, didn't have friends. I would actually check my own candy for razor blades. If something didn't look right. Oh, I I do the same when I trick-or-treated
0: back in the 70s. I would look everything over if something didn't look right or look like it had been unwrapped. it Either I gave it to my dad or the dog or
1: something. Yeah, my <laughs> sister would be like, oh, I'll take it. I'm like, <laughs> you take a bite, let me know how it goes for you. And another so, no. popular
0: rumor, particularly in the 90s, was that some psychic had been on TV or radio, and they had predicted that there was going to be a mass shooting at a school that was next to a pond and buy some woods, and had a building shaped like an L. Do you remember those? Yes. Now, basically, I've described half the school campuses in the country.
1: Yes, I do. And I, oh, my gosh, I just saw something (laughs) on that very recently, too, and I'm surprised I can't remember what that was. Yep, that was, yeah, I mean. That one would
0: surface every year, and it was usually going to be on Halloween, or it was going to be on the anniversary of Columbine, which is 420, also Hitler's birthday, and also the other implications for 420
1: yeah that international day but yeah it there's there's so much and there's there by where i lived in clifton again not close not where i lived in clifton where i grew up not so much close to where the gates of hell were but we had this retirement home in my backyard across the street was a park and behind the park was an old folk home and there was this rumor that there was this crazy cat woman That would come and she would kidnap little kids and feed them to her like hundred cats.
0: (laughs) But you see the the trope there? That kind of goes, that's like a grim fairy tale. That's like Hansel and Gretel, but it's updated.
1: My favorite fairy tale, by the way (laughs) Hansel and Gretel. I love that their parents completely abandoned them. (laughs) When I was little, I was like, that would be so awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you, my dream house is a house made of all. Glass that you can't break floor to ceiling all the walls of glass but i want it to be dropped right in the middle of the forest so that i feel like i'm in the middle of the woods all the time i absolutely love it
0: well i've shown you pictures of my dream home in the smokies there
1: so my friend jan and i one of my only friends decided we were going to go and lure this cat lady we got the The big T V show back then was Ghost Rider and it was these kids that were about our age that would go and solve mysteries with like fingerprints. I remember that. It was about the same
0: time as uh on Nickelodeon they had the Midnight Society, Are You Afraid of the Dark? I remember Ghost Rider.
1: I so my friend Jan and I we ordered these kits and we decided we were gonna sneak and try to find this cat lady and we ended up getting in so much trouble by the security guards. They kept telling us, like, stop coming here. And we're like, we're just walking through. And they're like, you can't walk through. So we tried to get. We're looking for the cat lady. We want the cat food. We were super slick, too. And then anybody that would come, there was a big school. I know I'm jumping from one thing to another, but I'm just thinking of all these things. There was a big school called Ridge School, and it has this gigantic maze, and, like, it's all made of wood. And there are places to hide in it. So I would take my little cousin who lived in Clifton when I lived in Midland Park and I'd take him to this Ridge school and I would tell him that it was built on top of an old cemetery. <laughs> I had this kid so scared of Ridge school and it, another, like, it was another hangout for the teenagers. When I became, when I was a teenager, I didn't drink or anything, but I would hang out there when everyone else drank and the cops would come and he'd have to run as fast as <laughs> he could drop
0: your beard, and run. I've been to some parties like that. I never did drink until I was old enough to buy it myself. And back then, the drinking age was 18. But there was always other kids that would have it and Mm -hmm. that weren't supposed to have it. You could get it at school. Back then, nobody cared. At school, that was where you could get all kinds of contraband. You could get illegal fireworks. You could get porno magazines. You could get firearms. you could get alcohol, whatever you want. You could get somebody else's ID and borrow it. I've heard Because that, back yeah. then, IDs didn't have a picture on them. It was just typed on a yeah. little green card in Tennessee.
1: My dad told me that. I always wanted, like, every, a lot of people in my family have told me that I was born too late, that the 50s and 60s would have loved me. But i got to tell you, if I could pick being born any time in recent times, I would definitely want to have been in college in the mid or high school i'm sorry in the mid 70s
0: yeah that's that's
1: like
0: you're talking to me there that's i graduated in 1981 so yeah yeah i was mid 70s 75 76 77 78 that was middle school well the end of middle school and the start of high school but yeah it was a great time to be in school
1: Like, and the 80s
0: were a great time to be in college too i'm i'm here to tell you i live to tell the tale
1: If I could have been born in 56, I'd have been happy. So, yeah. But there are always stories. There are always, like, the crazy cat lady. And I think there was a woman in that old folks home that did have a lot of cats. Because I actually saw her one time as I was, like, older, just hanging out in the park as, like, a teenager. There was, like, this really creepy-looking old woman. We would search the woods behind the old folks home when we didn't see the security guards. And supposedly there was, like, this old abandoned ramshackle house that we would always look for. I don't think that was a real thing. If
0: there's a retirement village, there was probably a dozen cat ladies that lived in there.
1: Yeah, definitely. But there's nothing in New Jersey like Clinton Road. There's nothing in New Jersey like the stories from Clinton Road. I've
0: seen the videos. There was a YouTuber and he had like probably a dozen videos where they go out on Clinton Road and they'd be chased by phantom trucks. And they'd see weird people come out of the woods and be walking on the side of the road. They turn around, the person's yep. gone. There was a, a couple of different bridges, I think, where you could throw money into the water. And there, there was supposedly a kid that had drowned in the water. And at midnight, he would throw the, the quarter back, and you would find it laying in the road. It's well, just like so Annie's many road. stories. Yeah.
1: Yep. Annie's and there's road, a dead man's
0: I- curve there.
1: Right, yep, by Clinton Road. I always thought Clinton Road was Annie's Road. But I think Annie's Road is a lesser known one. And I think probably every town or at least one town in every state has an Annie legend. It's like the lady in white. Yeah. Supposedly Annie was, there's so many stories, but the one I've heard the most was this girl Annie was going to her prom and her date was driving. And they got run off the road and somehow the guys killed, they got rid of the the prom date. And for some reason unknown, they strapped Annie to the back of the car and drove with her until her head fell off.
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> wow. I don't know
1: if that's too graphic. No, that's um, that's
0: perfect. And you hear stuff that, like that, and it is a trope. There's the vanishing hitchhiker. There's one of those in just right. any town I've ever been in, that's and what it I'm also saying. blends into Crybaby Bridge, where the lady flung her baby off the bridge, and if you go there at night, you'll see either her ghost walking the bridge looking for her baby and or you'll hear the baby crying down in the water that's every little town especially down south has a crybaby too. bridge
1: yep in patterson it actually has happened so many times where someone has thrown their child into the great falls
0: mm-hmm. maybe so that's where it started because that's what that. i've always looked for because it's basically the same story from one little town from one little community right. to the next that's what i meant and i'm every thinking somewhere at some point that really happened and it's did you ever play the telephone game when you were a kid where Somebody yeah. tells you something, and you whisper it to the next kid, and then by the time it gets around to the end, it's totally it's changed. Up, yeah. That's the way this works, I think, with those urban legends. And uh, it gets passed around, and somebody's like, I never heard of that place, so I'll say this and place instead. And, and then that's how it switches it. locales. But it's the same essential story, from beginning yeah. to end, almost exactly sometimes. Now, there yeah. are variants of that. My grandfather, and this really happened, he talked of a place in up near Cosby, Tennessee, where a lady had killed her infant and buried it in the basement. And he and some other guys actually went to that house, and they heard a baby crying. I made a video about it. So again, it's not the bridge, but it's somebody killed an infant and buried it in the basement. Some form uh, of the story. Yeah, yeah, sure. But he told that for the absolute truth. He was there. He heard the baby cry. Most of the guys ran off, but him and one or two others stayed behind and looked the house. Top well, to bottom, couldn't find anything, but they said it seemed to be coming from a corner down in the cellar, which was had a dirt floor, and uh, they didn't get to go back, and not too long after that, lightning struck what was left of the house and burned it down, and oh, wow. that was the end of the crying baby. And I, another one in Tennessee, they're, they're crying graves, where certain graveyards, there will be a grave where you can hear crying coming from.
1: And I'm not a skeptic by any stretch of the imagination, I'm pretty gullible when it comes to believing tales like that now as i'm older obviously and now that i've been experiencing paranormal activity my entire life full body apparitions just a sixth sense of of knowing what someone's thinking and just all these weird things the recent glimmer man but i do try to vet out what's real and what is isn't now but sometimes they're just fun stories to tell there's the unborn baby story that i told on my channel about the unborn baby that was talking to the group of girls, and because she was telling them too much information, she wasn't able to be born. And So I think you're right. Do you know the original Friday the 13th movies were filmed here in New Jersey, too? Yeah,
0: absolutely. Camp Crystal Camp Lake was Crystal a real Lake. place. I don't I know what the name Stan of it Hope. was. Yeah.
1: That's somewhere I've always wanted to go. And I'd
0: love to. At some point um, when we visit New Jersey, we'll go there.
1: Yeah. So what was it called? Camp Crystal Lake tour for Friday the 13th, which, oh, that's what I was going to say. Let me just say this before I forget. We're talk- You were talking about the baby crying. Now, like I was saying, I'm not a skeptic by any stretch of the imagination, and but lately, like, doing YouTube and knowing how to do it, i starting to learn how to edit and all that stuff. I'm seeing how people can make these videos that always look so real to me, and now I can pick out, not all the time, but much more than usual, what's real and what isn't. I don't want to give the person like to even put their name out there because this person has been talked about enough on YouTube, but there was a person on August 13th in 2018 who murdered his wife and his two daughters, and there's a just a body cam video of the police, the cadaver dog woman and another woman going into the house just to go through it and search before they knew that this guy had done it. He was out on the front porch giving an interview, do you know? and when she opens the door and this is from body cam footage this is real like she even did an interview afterwards where she said yes that was real she opens the closet door to the parents bedroom the the murdered wife and the husband and all you hear is a little girl giggle and you can hear it very loud and you could tell they heard it because the woman that was holding the dog was like what the heck was that and the girls i don't know it sounded like a little kid that scared me so bad when I saw that. I Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So, Cam Crystal Lake in Stanhope, on Friday the 13th, I was thinking, because my son was born on Friday the 13th, we had two Friday the 13th in 2020, they give tours. Yeah, the original 1980. I wasn't even born when that came out, but I know I've seen it a million times. I know Kevin Bacon was in it. And they did an up close crotch shot of him. <laughs> I always thought it was just weird. Like, why did they do that? But
0: Okay, the, the camp scenes were shot on a gratuitous. working Boy Scout camp called Camp No B Bosco or Bosco.
1: Card with Blairstown and Hope. Oh, exit 12.
0: See that? <laughs> I know. Now, now, is that a good exit?
1: That's it. It's a pretty good exit. It's nice. That's off again, off 80. Some people aren't off the parkway. Like, I'm 37. I'm not off the parkway, that's off the 80.
0: And it's still yes. standing and still operates as a summer camp. Can you imagine going to summer camp and then I later finding know, out it's where Friday the 13th I, was filmed?
1: Yeah, I didn't know that it was still operating as a camp. But I know it's still standing because in 2017, in, I think it was not July, maybe. There was a Friday the 13th, and we were actually going to go. But for one reason or another, we never got to go. They do a tour. It's pretty cheap. So I knew it was still standing, but I thought that it was just, oh my gosh, I would love to be a counselor there. Are you kidding me? I'm a little old to be a cancer counselor. When I get my certification, when I get through school and become therapist or whatever, mm-hmm. I'll go and somehow You can work go and be like the, the
0: camp therapist.
1: the just say no therapist.
0: <laughs> but um, Now, you guys shouldn't be smoking that marijuana.
1: What are those, cloves? <laughs> I just watched American Horror Story 1984. It premiered on Netflix. I was so happy to be watching it. But it's funny because they were smoking not clothes. And she's you can't be smoking those funny cigarettes. What are they, clothes? And I just was just like, oh, my God. I
0: haven't watched it yet, but I've got to watch that.
1: That's definitely my dad. I remember one time my uncle said something to him that I had taken Molly, which I hadn't. And my dad was like, I don't know who this Molly is, but please don't bring her <laughs> around if she's going to be a bad all right, Camp Crystal Lake. yeah, it was just there. It I did not know until I was much older that it was in New Jersey, in fact, in Stanhope, which isn't that far from me, 27 exits. <laughs> we were just talking about that. We'll you have know, to plan for that for the future. Exit?
0: We'll go on a Friday the 13th when it's open for the tour. Oh, I We'll take to. the tour and we'll film it for YouTube.
1: Yeah, yeah, I got a little Friday the 13th baby here. Totally changed my view on Friday the 13th. Yeah,
0: 13 has always been a lucky number for me. That's why I have um, 13 past midnight and multiples of 13, 26, 39, uh, 13 backwards, 31. I can't
1: think of any cool name for my channel, which is why I just did the name. Mm -hmm. I tried so hard to think of something clever. I was going to do a crime to remember and then just old-time crimes. Yeah, but Investigation Discovery already has a show. And then I was going to do Once Upon a Crime, but somebody has that. It's About Crime, somebody already had that.
0: Oh, and like the name of this podcast, Strange Things, with Steve Stockton and Jim and Jade. I'm sure people are saying, oh, you ripped off Stranger Things. No, actually, if you go look on in the cover of my first books when they first came out, now the re-release was in 2020, but my book, Strange Things in the Woods, was first released in 2014, a good full two years before Stranger Things. Actually, they didn't rip me off, nor did I rip them off, but I've always liked the idea of Strange Things. And when I wrote Strange Things in the Woods, I had that whole series. It was going to be Strange Things in the Woods, Strange Things in the the City, Strange Things in the Air. That's
1: because you and I are Strange Things. We are Strange
0: Things, and (laughs) you're listening to us right now. (laughs) And you're a strange thing, too, if you're listening to us. And we love it. <laughs> you're part of the club. You get one of our T-shirts or a coffee Strange mug.
1: Things Fam. ST Fam representing Jersey.
0: <laughs> well, and then also, a lot of the books are really influential to me. When I was a child, Were Frank Edwards' books, and he had Strange World, Stranger Than Science, Stranger oh. Than Fiction. So it comes from a long lineage there. It's not Good something influence. I just came up with one day. It's got roots in my childhood because those books were like the bible to me because he was one of the first to take these little weird stories it was a lot like charles fort but if you've ever read fort he's pretty laborious he's hard to read and hard to follow it's like reading hp lovecraft you about have to have a dictionary with you right but frank edwards took those stories and distilled them and told them in an everyman fashion he was a guy that had come out of radio and um, started telling these stories on the radio he was big in the ufo field like back in the 50s In early 60s, and then he got into the whole strange books. And those just really turned me on more than anything. And I remember, I think the first book I got, it had an orange cover. I believe it was Stranger Than Science. I may not be correct on that. But the first story was about the disappearance of David Lang, who was a farmer in uh, western Tennessee, was walking between his house and the barn. His family was there. There was people coming up in a wagon on the, the road toward the house. And he just disappeared in broad daylight. And they never found him. The kids used to go to the spot. There was a, like a dead spot of grass there where he disappeared. And they claimed that one day when they were standing around that like chanting for him, that they heard his voice like very weakly. And then it, when it faded out, really? they never heard him again. That oh, always so stuck. You know, You read that when you're eight, nine years old, that stays oh with God. you. And yeah. that's, I was already into the paranormal and Back then there wasn't a lot of I me mean, wasn't like today where you've got dozens of shows and no YouTube i remember anything. when it wasn't like that Do you,
1: you know had what I mean? in search was, of
0: annoying. and that was basically it later on you had unsolved mysteries and and more but back then leonard nimoy in search of it okay only came on pbs where i lived but that was my gateway drug into paranormal tv and stuff and i think that held true for a lot of people now you had things like the twilight zone in the outer limits but that was all fiction to a degree some of those has elements of things that actually happened but in search of was the first one that said yes bigfoot exists this is the patterson gimlin film this is what he looks like yes ufos exist this is footage captured in mexico right. and it was just like wow mind blown when you're eight nine right. ten years old this is what i want to follow this is what i want to do and that's what i've done
1: Yeah, I can tell you so many things that have stuck with me like that. and Especially when you're at, there are certain ages of your life, like the two, three year gaps that you're just super impressionable to things. I remember when Forensic Files came out, it was the best thing ever. I would watch it religiously. And now I can't even watch it anymore because I've seen every single episode. (laughs) They have Forensic Files Part Mm -hmm. 2, though, that I'm catching up on. I'm waiting for Netflix to get it. But I'm looking at this, the Pine Barrens, the Jersey Devil. I can tell you the story I've always heard about him, the Jersey Devil.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's in that's more South Jersey. I don't know. I've probably driven past the Pine Barrens in my life, but I've never actually went to the Pine Barrens. But the legend has it about the Jersey Devil is there was family. I know it was a long time ago. This woman had kids, and one of them came out as the Jersey Devil. He was hooved, or I don't even know exactly what the Jersey Devil's supposed to look like, to be honest with you. Well, there's Sorry different
0: versions of that. Right. i um, got a so video on she, Monster Madness about she, the Jersey Devil that I narrated, and it's got a body like a snake. It's got wings. It's got cloven hooves. It's
1: Well, I heard that it had cloven hooves and wings and the face of a demon-like horns, but the torso was half body, half snake like something you can't even picture so
0: it was a lady that was like she had 12 kids and when she found out she was pregnant with one more she cursed the child and basically gave it over to mother Leeds. i think was her name is also known as the Leeds devil
1: what i heard was that she had been visited by a cloven hoof stranger one night and when she found out she was pregnant yes she cursed the child and she gave it to I can't even remember the exact story to be honest. I know we watched a video on it around Halloween time in like, grammar school of the Jersey Devil and I saw it again in high school. It never really interested me because like I've said before I'm not interested in cryptids. I want to be interested in cryptids. I really do. But recently like watching like Skinwalker Ranch videos and reading the stories about that it's gotten me a little bit more interested but because i've never been interested in cryptids the jersey devil story just went right over my head and people always ask me like oh so you know about the jersey devil no like i really don't but i want to see what the legend is
0: i'll send you a link to the the video i did for uh monster madness yeah, please. i think you'll enjoy it and everybody listening in check that out too monster madness on youtube cover uh cryptids particularly in the south but not just in the south like so the jersey devil in there we've had a uh, Video on Skinwalker Ranch, we've had uh, the Tennessee Wildman, Nobby, the North Carolina Bigfoot, the Kelly Hopkinsville Goblins, and the Flatwoods Monster. So some good cryptid, strange phenomena videos over there, and that's Monster Madness on YouTube. I'll put a link in the show notes.
1: Oh, you're definitely right. According to popular folklore, the Jersey Devil originated in the Pine Barrens to a woman, a resident that lived down South Jersey in the Pine Barrens named Jane Leeds, and people called her Mother Leeds,
0: and i've so also heard it called had,
1: the Leeds devil yes that she had 12 children and she cursed the child in frustration because she was like this child's going to be the devil it's going to be the 13th child and it was in 1735 a stormy night all of her friends were around but while the child the baby was born normal all of a sudden it changed into this creature which like i told you i heard it had hooves like
0: it wings, wings, snake-like it like tail. coloring. It was, And then it, it flew up the chimney or something, I it think. Beat it beat everyone a...
1: with its tail, yeah, and <laughs> flew out the chimney, heading into the pines. Uh, and it started but- attacking
0: other people and the livestock.
1: Sometimes um, mother Leeds was a witch and the child's father was the devil himself So I heard a combination of the two that the devil had visited her But actually I probably I probably heard that was the other was, story
0: was that she was a witch And she'd made a pact with the devil and the devil was actually the father of her 13th child
1: That's the story that I heard that She had to, something the devil visited one snowy night or I don't know like I said I wish that I could The Leeds actually was a family They actually were an actual family that that was known in New Jersey from the 1700s to like the early 1900s. There's Leed's House and Leed's Point in Atlantic County, which is South Jersey. Down, I'm assuming by Atlantic City, that's where Atlantic County is. I'm nowhere near there. I'm like three hours away. The Pine Barrens is far from me, but yeah, they have this whole like uh, family tree of the Leeds, and like I said, the house. Still stands, so I don't know if it was the house that she supposedly gave birth in. So yeah, it's pretty cool. There's just so much in New Jersey, and I'm sure to me it seems like there's a lot in New Jersey because I'm from here and I've heard all the stories. But yeah. I'm sure,
0: and like that's said, why I'm happy to have you not only as a partner in this endeavor, but as a guest. There's uh, just something about New Jersey, and I know I've heard people say nasty things that it's because of all the toxic waste. And it's because of people like Chris Christie. But <laughs> do
1: you know? Can I just tell you the reason that I I believe that New Jersey gets the reputation for as being the garbage state instead of the garden state is because look, if you look where Newark Airport is, where I've a been lot to of Newark people airport coming in, and I okay, had people so tell me,
0: "Don't go outside the airport or you will be killed."
1: What I'm saying is, <laughs> if you're coming in from someplace other, from someplace else. And you're going straight to a hotel or just driving to New York City. Or even if you stay on the highway for a while. That's a huge industrial area. So it Mm -hmm. does look like all that's around you is this industrial area. People don't realize like. That's not what the entire state looks like. It is That's a beautiful
0: state. And like I said, it's the garden state. It's got beautiful I mean, we outdoors. Found a new There's
1: bacteria uh, in the Meadowlands. Okay. A Super <laughs> bacteria was found in the Meadowlands a few years ago. At the stadium? By the stadium, yeah. Wow. Which, by the way, New York Giants, New York Jets play in East Rutherford, New Jersey. I used to live there. You can see the stadium from my house. We have beautiful views of New York City.
0: And what the theory, the rumors, that Jimmy Hoffa is buried in the concrete below the the goalpost It was deep it
1: I've was always deep heard bung that. Bung when they did the new stadium, was it Yankee or Giants? I know Yankee Stadium. When they put the new stadium in and they dug the whole, whole old one out, they actually know now that he was not buried under there. Is well,
0: Jimmy was Hoffa? I remember I, when I
1: was we go have go
0: the Ice Detroit talk about to dancers. visit. And uh, I saw the restaurant, The Fox and the Hounds, where Hoffa disappeared from. Where the last place he was seen, anyway. Yeah, go ahead. I want to touch on the Iceman. I want to do the Taylor Whites. Or is that... Is it, ch- what is it? The Jackson the, the, 5. The Jackson 5, yeah. The Jackson Whites. Where did I get Taylor? The the Taylor Ham, Jackson... Or the Jackson 5 brought to you by Taylor Ham. Only in New Jersey. I want to do the Jackson Fives? The Jackson Whites... Um, You're going
1: to be saying the Jackson
0: 5s now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and also want to talk about Midgetville. That's another one. I want to go to Midgetville and get chased by the midgets.
1: I've been chased by them. They do. <laughs> they throw bottles at your car, but the Jackson Whites come packing. Nine places investigators have searched for Jimmy Hoffa. I'm just going to look at the Gi- It was Giants Stadium. I thought it was Yankees, so I was wrong there.
0: Meadowlands.
1: Giant, well, that's, you know, Giant Stadium. Yeah, that's not Another rumor in New you York. can put
0: to rest. Down south, we always heard that horse meat was on sale and legal in New Jersey. Is that true? Can you buy horse no, meat for human that consumption is not,
1: there? No. <laughs> not for human consumption. Yeah,
0: that was the rumor years ago <laughs> down south was that you could go to New Jersey and buy horse meat in the grocery store and take it home and make Trigger and Burgers out of that it. you
1: Scrapple stuff? We don't even eat Scrapple. We don't sell Scrapple well, in New Jersey. And again,
0: down south, one of my grandmother's favorite dishes, my granny on my mother's side, the gypsy witch, the granny witch, she liked pork brains with scrambled eggs. You're, you're <laughs> eating pork brains. Don't throw any shade at somebody eating a horse.
1: No, definitely not available for human consumption to the best of my knowledge but yeah we have well, it's probably
0: like, one of those things you know there's the also Taylor rumors ham. that wendy's hamburgers had ground worms in it like night crawlers and also kangaroo I heard that about McDonald's. and then kangaroo meat was actually more expensive than hamburger and that was the whole rumor that it was cheaper than hamburger but i don't know that you can even get kangaroo meat in australia legally there's bush meat you can get that anywhere but yeah, and that's how know? a lot of these diseases get spread. Like when I was in Southeast Asia, there was a lot of bush meat available, particularly in Thailand and places like that on the public market. They had dog, they had snake, they had spiders, they had crickets, mealworms, and this was all eaten by people. I didn't eat any <clears throat> of it, but monkey brains. At one time, that was a very popular delicacy in the Philippines. And, yes, And uh, it's would still available on the black market. Yeah, they would bring the monkey out to the table, kill it at the table, take the top of its head off, and you would eat yeah. fresh monkey brains right out of the skull. And I actually had somebody when I was over there tell me that if you want to eat monkey brains, I will take it to a place. And I'm like, no. Nope.
1: They're saying here that Midgetville doesn't exist, and there are no midgets. I'm telling you. It's never otherwise. A... It exists. I've been there in high school. It was one of those things where what are we going to do? We're going to go see the Jack the jackson Whites,
0: the jackson five
1: not the jackson fives gemma and we're gonna go to see the midgets and the jackson fives come um, i keep doing it the jackson whites they do pack they they will shoot at your car i don't know this again this was like you know late 90s because obviously i see shooting is a little bit over you know dramatic but would you want someone driving through your town Just to point and laugh at you And your friends That happened all pictures, the time when I was you know? a kid <laughs> <laughs> Okay, history and legends Of the mysterious Jackson Woods For many years now, there have been stories Of a degenerate race of people Who live in isolated existence Removed from the civilized world In New Jersey's Ramapo Mountains We're not very civilized around here
0: <laughs> I was going to say, As that far. sounds other than the Ramapo Mountains That sounds like some of my family in Appalachia Hell, that sounds like yes. me once I get back as don't know how of much of a degenerate Re- i am but i do enjoy isolation <laughs> living in the woods I
1: just, so mean to call them degenerates as far as is. back as the revolutionary war new Jerseyans have heard and told tales of a motley group of social outcasts who have taken refuge in the northeastern hills of the state and inbred to the point of mutation yes that is a big part of their story the inbreeding the group which has been alleged to be comprised of a mongrel hybrid of renegade indians escaped slaves Hessian mercenary deserters and West Indian prostitutes have come to be known as Jackson Whites. What is their origin and legend like? Most commonly associated with Ramaco Mountain people, Mawa, Ringwood, and Southern New York State, Hilburn, Suffern. The Jackson Whites, I thought so, is a derogatory name. So I'm sorry if there are any Jackson Whites listening. <laughs> That's what I grew up um, calling you guys, except when I called you the Jackson Fives
0: it oh, is um, a frightening thought what if they are listening into this podcast and well, we're gonna go get them
1: yeah um, be a bunch I of
0: mutant hillbillies yeah, coming after, after us
1: derogatory. it reminds me of what is that stephen king movie where like you can't it had matt Dillon. that's why i remember it it had matt Dillon, dylan Howard played the cop, and these people get into accidents and they they can't get out of this town so they finally realize that they're in the future because this doctor knew that there was gonna be some kind of genetic mutation. If they leave this town, these things called Abbey come after them, and they're like these really white albino things with fangs oh like tear humans apart. I swear this is the image of the Jackson Whites that I've always had in my head.
0: And that's a whole other episode there. I'd like to cover the albinos in popular film and TV. They're always cast in a bad light. They're always right. the villain. Anytime You see an albino, he's most likely the bad guy. Yeah. And I actually, I wrote a story, a child's story about a kid with albinism. And it was, the the other kids thought he was a vampire because he wouldn't go out in the sun. He had pale skin and everything. And I sent it to the, there's like a National Association for Albinism. And they had complained about how the the albino is always the villain. And I'm like, here, look, I wrote a book where the, the hero is an albino kid. I never heard back from him. Put yep. that under a pseudonym. If you try to find that under Steve Stockton, you won't find it. But if you search for Mom, the kid next door is a vampire on uh, Amazon, you'll find it. Okay,
1: I'm going to have to look that I up. Kept, well, I'll know, send you a
0: copy of it. You can I, read it to uh, RJ. I, I separate know. some of my fiction. Like I write, write a lot of juvenile, a lot of middle grade fiction, and I don't uh-huh. put Steve Stockton on that because I don't want some little kid to read one of my stories and then stumble onto one of my youtube channels and be right. scared out of their socks. scared out of his wits. Yeah, so, uh, Winston like, Fogg is one of the ones that I use. I think I wrote that under Winston Fog. F O G G. F O G G. Mhm.
1: I love your story that I got on audible. But the only thing and you see the comments, was yeah. the first thing people ask?
0: Why didn't I narrate it myself? <laughs> That was the first And first I've said this publicly, I've, I've said this publicly, but I'll reiterate it here on the podcast. I wasn't given a choice. My publisher, I guess they didn't really know that I have a YouTube following and stuff. And just, have a I got
1: operator voice.
0: Yeah. I got, <laughs> wait, what did you say? <laughs> Ooh,
1: <that boorator>. Okay. <laughs>
0: You're blushing again. Yeah, I am. I am. You can, you can feel it through the <laughs> microphone. <laughs> But uh, I guess they didn't really know that. And I just got this email saying, the Audible thing is ready. We've got this guy that's perfect to narrate it. He's And the guy is professional. He's narrated all kinds of stuff. He did an amazing job. He does He's a, a good job. Narrator. And everybody he says that, but it's not it. you. <laughs> and then don't tell my publisher, but just about all those stories, I've told them in a slightly different format on 13 Past Midnight. So if you want to hear me telling the things out of Strange Things in the Woods, go to Strange Things, or go to 13 and. Past Midnight
1: coming up on 13 past midnight you are going to hear the introduction by yours truly
0: yes because i yeah. spent
1: like 15 minutes saying, and then i
0: spent at least that long again going back <laughs> you're over listening it and, to uh,
1: steve stockton you're listening oh, to 13 past midnight with steve stockton
0: now who's got the smooth opera you got the miss darrow porn <laughs> voice there one nine hundred Jimmy jade
1: one nine hundred jade
0: So, the Jackson whites, they're, and and I'll just tell it to you the way I think it is, and then you can correct me or add to it. They're inbred mountain people that live off the grid, that prefer their isolation. And I guess that's how they became inbred to a point where there's severe mutations, mental retardation, but it's, they're not friendly type. They're, they're, sounds like they're very sullen, very combative, and very protective. Now, you have much the same story in the Smokies. In fact, there's a guy that has a YouTube channel called South Force 10 that says that's what happened with the Dennis Martin case. That there's a group of wild, hairy people, men, and people that live in the Smoky Mountains. And the retired uh, Ranger Dwight McCarter, who was the lead tracker on the Dennis Martin case, he admitted that. He talked about that. He said there were stories of these wild men in the mountains and had been for decades. South Force 10. He talks about that, that they're the ones that took Dennis Martin, and that's the reason the Green Berets came in. They basically annihilated these people, killed them all, men, women, children, everything, and hauled the bodies out. And they had already done away with Dennis. I don't know if they ate him or, God forbid, what they did to him, but it was too late to save him. But then again, there's been disappearances in the Smokies since then, so maybe they didn't get them all.
1: It it makes
0: you wonder. And then this is, what was the name of the mountain range? Ramapo. Ramapo, That's another okay.
1: Indian name. Yeah, Ramapo yeah. Mountain. Yeah,
0: sometimes those Indian words get twisted on my tongue, even though I'm 8th Cherokee. Um, I get I'm tongue not tongue. native Indian. Yeah.
1: Um, so the way I heard the Jackson, the Jackson White's Gemma, not the Jackson 5. The Jackson, <laughs> I swear people are going to be thinking of these, Jack, the Jackson 5 just moonwalking through the woods. I heard it pretty much the same thing. I didn't know what inbred was. And again, I'm not trying to be offensive. I'm just telling a legend that I heard growing up. And they definitely are mountain people that live in the woods. And if you drive through there, which I have, I can tell you where it is. I was not the one driving. Probably there was some drinking involved. But I do remember being chased and having a back thrown at the back windshield of our car. But like I said, playing devil's advocate, that doesn't really mean they're high conflict people. How would you feel if someone was riding through your town just pointing point, and making fun, and fun of you, yeah. And, like and calling your family inbred and treating you like and, you and were a And that's the say,
0: When I was a kid, I had some cousins from Montana that had never been from Tennessee before. And they're well-to-do family. The father, my cousin's husband, was a state senator from Montana. And they'd come down to Tennessee to visit, the little kids, it was the first time they had been. And they were all just absolutely stunned. We wore shoes. We lived (laughs) in houses. They thought it was these little shacks on top of a hill. And everybody had a shotgun and a moonshine still, and we were all inbred. And that's just because of the media. They watched the Beverly Hillbillies or something, and they thought that's the way people in Tennessee were. And they were just absolutely stunned. I mean, that I we guess wore so we shoes up, and we didn't live on the side of a hill in a shack
1: you had teeth right yeah we had
0: teeth some of them More on the string a around our neck but
1: <laughs> <laughs> i just yeah but those are the legends that i heard growing up and it is a lot of the time to the best of my knowledge drunken teenagers who are high conflict people not all of them but you know what i'm saying but yeah that's the legend same thing with midgetville it was some rumor Mitchellville's supposedly in Totowa, which as I told you is right near Patterson where I was born and raised, and right near Clifton, and it's where my church is now, and it's actually on the same road. That's how long this road is. My church is on this road, there's a mall on this road, but the farther that you go...
0: The farther out that you get. Now there's places like that in Tennessee where you can start out in town, and then you're out, and if you stay on that very same road, it'll eventually, it'll become like a, a gravel road right and, and people don't realize that and they're like i was on whatever and it's yeah but you were way too far out there with past civilization yes.
1: exactly so i heard that it started off as how everyone fell in love and i guess the early 1900s late 1800s with p.t barnum with barnum and bailey's and they were going to up shop here or make some kind of base here so they built the houses for the midgets which doesn't really make sense because not everybody that's it's not like it's munchkin land you know what I mean not everybody yeah. that's a part like there's that town where like the lobster dad who like beat his
0: kids and his yeah, wife well, Larry, um, the lobster boy or whatever Grady. that was that was a true crime case but yeah, you did have places Grady. in Florida where the the Ringling Brothers circus
1: that's what I was uh, getting Winter Haven
0: Florida that's where the circus people went in the winter time and there was it was like neighborhoods full of circus freaks
1: and other things
0: clowns and acrobats
1: that's what i was getting at you have places like that Mm -hmm. where the lobster boy and his family live, and all the houses aren't tiny so midgetville i'm not sure about i know that the houses exist and i know that now it it's no longer midgetville because the houses were converted into like larger properties or something
0: Well, the Uh, people I knew from New Jersey, they were hesitant to go there. They said, no, man, you don't want to mess with Midgetville, Midgetland, whatever it is. They'll chase you out of there. They'll come out with shotguns if you're just driving by. If you don't live there, if they don't recognize your car, you get shot at. And that's just for warning. I just want
1: to see, located near Milton, Jefferson Township. Yeah, so Riverview Drive, I got confused because that runs into Clinton Road. There have been other sites we've investigated, though. The houses we found had doorways and windows that are suspiciously small, and the buildings would definitely be inconvenient, if not downright impossible. Okay, according to legend, such houses and communities were custom-built for groups of little people who banded together and lived communally, usually after retiring from a circus or the vaudeville state midgetville is one of those places that people tell you they have been to but cannot seem to remember exactly where it was and that's what i was just saying the usually tales
0: drinking often, or drugs involved in like the
1: tales <laughs> often involve a late night ride from many years ago with a friend of a friend who knew how to get there but i'm telling you guys like that's a true story for me like, i don't remember how to get there i wasn't the one driving Strikingly similar, a community where all the houses have been scaled down to accommodate many dwellers. And
0: that would make sense. Now, have you ever heard the story about when they were filming The Wizard of Oz and they had all the midgets that they brought in that were cast in the film, how wild they went in Hollywood and tore things up and partied and drank all night and they were, were little holy terrors?
1: Yeah, or the one that supposedly hung himself from the tree that you could see swinging.
0: Yeah, I, I'm still, I still don't know do the official stories. explanation of that one.
1: I don't either. We got to do ghost stories and movies like Three Men and a Baby. Yeah, how they, the ghost of the little boy. The, ghost of the but
0: little they said boy it was in the window. Supposedly, it's a cutout of uh, Ted Danson. We
1: got to. Yeah, we definitely have to do that. Oh, I heard it was just a prop from a different movie that they had forgotten. But I was always like, how do you forget something? Yeah, like, that? like on, you're filming a this set. high budget movie right. on a set with Ted Danson and whoever else is in that movie. Like, no guy, no.
0: And have you ever done the Dark Side of the Rainbow, where you take The Wizard of Oz?
1: No, but I heard of it. And you
0: turn the sound down and you cue up Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon has to be the album version on vinyl. And the second time the Lion Roars, the MGM Lion, at the beginning of the movie, and I think it says Mervyn Davis or whatever the guy's name was, that's where you start the record. And it matches up for for so long into the film. It does. I heard there's something it says
1: like about the witch.
0: Yeah, and then like when, when money plays it cues up and then when it talks about the lunatic being on the grass that's where they find the, the the scarecrow and he's on the grass and he gets up and starts jumping oh, around it's really creepy now there was a version of it on youtube it's probably been taken down due to copyright but if you look for the dark side of the range. i just
1: have never given the exact locations of the midget communities so i don't know attacks by midgets near the DWB, which is the george washington bridge for those of you who don't know now, Midget Town, they're saying, is a place full of midgets and the Jackson Five. Jackson White.
0: <laughs> that's so cute. <laughs> now, is that the fabled bridge? Is that the bridge that you always hear about? There was, The GWB, yes. George there Washington. Was, I was bridge, watching baby. Mean Streets the other night, which is one of, that was De Niro's, one of his first films. There was a scene where the guy's showing somebody a picture and he's is, is that your, that, that's my sister or that's my girlfriend or whatever. He's like, yeah i saw her doing something under the bridge in jersey and they all oh. laughed and i thought i wonder if there is one particular bridge that's fabled like where everything goes on and... oh
1: no the gwb that's in new york that's going into new york city mm-hmm. but what's the director my laugh's a movie um, call me martin scorsese yeah
0: scorsese <laughs> i couldn't think of his name i could see him but i couldn't think of his name and of course de niro you know he's he always cast near his main streets. It's like man. from 74, 75, and it
1: Never was, saw it, but I've seen almost all his movies. I love gangster movies. I'm actually going to be Netflix. doing a series. I love all those
0: wise guys, good fellas.
1: I'm going um, to be doing a series on my channel coming up in late December or for the month of January on gangsters. I want to say American well, gangsters, but there's probably some there that I don't, uh, don't you know, that aren't going cool. to be from America. Now, when I, I lived
0: course, in Las Vegas, a lot of those people were still out there. I knew a guy that worked at, what do you work at? I think it was Treasure Island, and he was the cousin of the Aunt Spelantro.
1: My stepfather, back in the late 90s, obviously I'm not going to give his name, but his uncle got put away for life for being the second in command to one of the five families of Jersey. Like a Tony Soprano type.
0: Yeah.
1: Which is oh, funny because so my stepfather cool. looked just like, I know, I always,
0: and, when I was younger. And in I Vegas, a lot of the gangster. older people, the, the casino workers, some of the cocktail waitresses, and people that had been there forever, they would talk about how things were so much better before the corporations took over when the mob still ran. Oh, Vegas. yeah, like in the
1: movie Casino. Sure. Like, I always you know in the movie casino where he's as far back as I could remember, I wanted I always wanted to be a gangster. For me it's like as far back as I could remember, I always wanted to marry a gangster. Yeah. I know.
0: But they would talk I mean, about you know, that those yeah, scenes out of the movies were so true. Hard that the Mm-mm. truck would pull up at the casino right before Christmas and start throwing out toys and say, here, these are for your kids. These fell off a truck, whatever we found yeah. these. <laughs> yeah. Trust me, in my house, I
1: know all the And
0: Cisco um, Murdoch, trucks. she's a Jersey girl, too. She's from farther down in Brick. But uh, she talked about her mother dated a mobster back in the, the day, and she talked about, you know, they're always a, a microwave or a VCR or something showing up at the house and be like, Oh, I fell mm-hmm. off a truck. It's for you. Yep,
1: yep. That's the <laughs> so, thing don't ask here. no
0: questions. Just enjoy. Yeah, it.
1: and it's funny because sometimes like someone will give me something, and one time I wanted a docking station for my iPhone. This was years ago when they were big, and uh, someone brought it to me, and I was like, "Did this fall off a truck?" That's the thing around here, <laughs> and you don't. That's all you say. You never get an answer like yes or no, and you just you're just like, "Did that fall off a truck?" So. Yes, that really did used to happen. I oh. wasn't getting confused. Midgetville is on River Road in Totowa
0: But now there are rivers and streams and things on Clinton Road that crosses over from the video. Yeah, I've yeah, seen. but it's
1: not, yeah. But it's and how different.
0: long is Clinton Road? It's like, what, 20, 30 miles long or something? Or is it it's not that. It's long? really
1: long. Um, I'm going to look it up just to make sure, again, because I always confuse it with Annie Road, Annie's Road. How long Now, then, Annie's Road, down, that's the, the, the
0: hitchhiker road, right? That's the one where she was that's killed and they yeah. the car till her head fell off? Yeah. Okay. Now, that's just a few things that we've been able to cover here. But New Jersey is absolutely one of the weirdest states. Uh, Ohio is up there. We'll have to do one about Ohio, too. And I think any state has a propensity to be weird. It just depends on where you look. I could write enough about Tennessee to fill a book about where, strange Tennessee. Mm-hmm. But... There's just something special about Jersey and not just the fact that that you're from there. You're my Jersey girl, but I I don't know. There's just, there's a feeling there. Like we talked about uh, a little bit on the Pine Barrens. I've got a story in Strange Things where a guy came across a pizza out in the Pine Barrens. He said it was in the box. (laughs) The box is open. He said, it's just sitting there like bait. Like he said, it it looks still fresh. He said, hadn't been there long. It hadn't been rained on or anything like that. It's still. There wasn't any mold or anything. There was a fresh pepperoni pizza just sitting out in the woods, <laughs> and he said, "I didn't take any. I wondered what would happen to me. Did it have drugs in it, or was there a, <laughs> a snare there that I couldn't see? Would I was I falling in with a, a hole?" Neck going to fall down? Yeah, but and the same guy was telling me, also in the Pine Barrens. He said that was only the str- second strangest thing I ever saw in the Pine Barrens, and I said, "Oh, what was the first? And He said, "Once I saw a guy." Wearing nothing but a cloud mask and tube socks, carefully picking his way through a briar patch.
1: <laughs> I believe it. And he it. said,
0: But that's a story for another time. And I never did get that story. But can you imagine a naked guy except for a cloud mask and tube I socks? I
1: can definitely imagine.
0: In a briar imagine. patch in the Pine Barrens. Now, that, I want to know that story. I want to interview that guy.
1: Yeah, I want to
0: But again, thank you for your insight into New Jersey. There is a native. That certainly adds nuances and adds things to it. That because, like I said, it's just stories for me. I heard about the, right. I've heard about well, the, the horse meat and the midgets.
1: I can't believe I've never heard of that horse meat thing.
0: You probably eaten it and didn't know it.
1: I probably did. We, <laughs> we have the most diners in the entire country. There you go. So. Now, how was your dinner? I didn't eat yet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was doing the, the horse meat.
1: Uh. I, I was going to say I didn't eat it yet, but now I'm uh, um, now I'm debating.
0: You still have the, the steak will still have marks where the jockey was hitting. It, was there. <laughs> it has a piece of the shoe. But it's probably not any different than eating a cow. There's just it's one of those things, and I think we talked about that. It's cultural differences. We're in India. They they probably look at us all aghast because we eat cows. You know we have right, holy hamburgers,
1: horse meat. Let's not get it We twisted, don't eat Steve. horses.
0: We don't <laughs> eat cats and dogs. I, I try not to eat anything that's personality or that has a name or that. Right. Pet, I would be real hesitant. I even I talked about it. I had a dream one time me, where did. it was like this dystopian nightmare, and I had to anesthetize Mulder and I amputated one of his legs and barbecue. Oh it. my god! And I'm just I woke up and you I was just like, the no, weirdest dream. I do, I do. And
1: we could do a whole episode on that, a whole
0: episode on on dreams and what they could possibly mean. Now, that one I'd challenge anybody to find a meaning for that one. I've known. Dream interpreters and people that will listen to your dreams and stuff, but that's just that was a nightmare. I couldn't eat Mulder's leg, no matter how hungry I was. I'd go plant Poor Mulder. based. I'd go plant based, but yeah, I, I'm in the dream. I gave him Xanax until he passed out.
1: Oh my gosh! And
0: then I amputated his leg and sewed it up real nice, and he was getting around okay on three afterwards. That's your research but in I, all these cases. I barbecued it, and he and I were eating it. He was eating his own leg. He was helping me eat it.
1: Oh my gosh! Okay, no,
0: just <laughs> on that happy note. Thank you for tuning in to Strange yeah, thank Things. Thank you guys so much. This is the Strange Jersey episode or the Strange New Jersey episode. As always, our beautiful, lovely, and talented co host, Jim and Jade. Jim, oh, it's thank always you. a pleasure. Look forward to the next episode. I'm sure our same, audience same. does too. Any parting words? If, if you could tell us just in a few words a reason to either stay the hell away from or to come and visit New Jersey, what would they be?
1: You should always come and visit New Jersey because despite popular belief people here are actually super friendly it's not like new york city you think you're going to find a bunch of rude people who don't know how to drive
0: depends on the exit
1: <laughs> maybe it <yeah, laughs> depends on the exit uh, watch which exit you go to and always judge people by their exit but a reason to stay the heck out of here is that your property taxes could end up costing you more than your house
0: i have heard about go. the nightmare property taxes there, but thank you for yeah. that insight And everybody will will see you again on the next episode. For Jim and myself, this is Steve Stockton. You've been listening to Strange Things.